0: Let's stand together this morning. Can say that this morning, here I am to worship and to bow down and say that you're my God. We have a, a few written requests this morning. Sister Debbie Miller is going to have surgery uh, on a vein in her neck that is 98% blocked. And I, I think that is, is scheduled right away. So let's just remember uh, Sister Debbie this morning in our prayers. It's affected her heart and different things. So uh, let's just remember her today in a special way. Also, Sister Veronica, uh, Mooningham had uh, texted us and told us to, to remember her prayer this morning. Not sure what she's going through, but God knows. And we just pray that He'll just touch her and give her strength today as well. Amen. And I'm sure there's other needs this morning. If you'll just make those known by an uplifted hand, God sees our hearts and He knows what we have in need of in the to service today. He's very mindful of us. Amen. Brother Jonathan Covenant.
1: That means happy this morning. Amen. Well, it's Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Amen. So we all should be happy. Amen. And happy for our Heavenly Father that loves us, and takes care of us, and us by an example. Amen. Quick announcement for the youth, 13 and up, this coming Saturday at Sister Amber's house, 2 o'clock until 7, 8 o'clock. We're going to have a get-together. So if you got questions, contact me, Sister Carol, Sister Amber. We'll get answers. We'll get it out. So we're looking for a good time. are you ready for church this morning let's bond together in prayer Heavenly Father Lord Lord we truly honor you Lord we truly love you Lord Lord we thank you Lord for all that you've done and continue to do in our lives Lord and Lord every time I turn around Lord I see your hand at work Lord Lord though we may not know the answer Lord we may not know the outcome Lord there's a peace that comes in knowing that your hand's involved Lord and Lord if we can just yield to you this morning, Lord, if we could just lay all of our burdens down, and Lord, lay all of our troubles down, and lay all of our sicknesses down, and say, God, we can't do them, but we know a man that can. Lord, and we allow you to take things into your will, Lord, and we allow you to take things into your hand. Lord, we know all things will be made well. Lord, this morning, we're handing them to you, Lord. You see the request that was laid. You see the hearts of your people. You see hands raised across the building. You see every need this morning, Lord. This morning I pray, Lord, that we can let you have your will in every situation, Lord. That you could heal the sick, Lord. You could save the lost, Lord. You could give comfort to those that need comfort, Lord. We ask you to come do it in this service, Lord. This service is a time of worship for you. Be with Brother Mark, Lord, as he leads the service, Lord, and. Lord, be with each and every one of us, that we would get involved, Lord, and put our shoulders to the will, and push upon the Spirit of God, and Lord, ask for you to move in each one of our lives, Lord, and touch our pastor as he would come, Lord, and speak to us this morning, Lord, words that you've laid upon his heart, you've showed him in the Scripture, Lord, to encourage us, to correct us, Lord, to lift us up closer to you. Lord, come be in your presence this morning, Lord, we invite you now. Lord, come for take, Lord. Enjoy the worship that we have for you, Lord. Lord, we love you. We thank you for these things. In thy lovely name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. So I just want to say Happy Father's Day as well to all the fathers today. We have a new father, Brother Noah. We're so thankful for him. Naomi and the baby this morning, a new member of the church. We're glad to have him here today. Amen. Let's sing this together, if you, if you will. Amen.
2: Amen. Oh, when I'm in need, I call on the Lord and He hears me. Yes, He has. greatest love story. Now when I'm in trouble, Jehovah Nissi, the great enforcer, God Almighty will fight your battle. My great Jehovah He just loves a paradox To stay in your position And watch the miraculous Coming Hey! Oh, this old world. Oh, every praise is to our God,
1: every word of
2: worship with one accord, every praise, every praise.
0: You want to come and help me this morning? We're going to sing this song we sang a couple of weeks back. Sister Shirley wrote us a poem. It's happy Father's Day. Even, Even though your days have been long and hard, you've always do your part. God has given you all the strength to come through. Everything is still a lot to do. May God bless. Keep you this day. Remember, Jesus will always make a way.
3: Thank you. Amen.
0: You know what? Help us think this morning.
2: God. Why should I worry? And why should I fear? Why should I run when Jesus is here? I'm safe in his arms, safe in his heart.
0: seats this morning and we'll have our ushers to come and receive the morning offering and just give to the Lord and I know he'll bless you for that but besides it being Father's Day today, it's a very special day because it's my sweetheart's birthday and I want to wish her a very special happy birthday today, I love you sweetheart Amen too, so it's coming, Uh, but also Sister Lucy Miller celebrating her birthday, I wish her a happy birthday tomorrow, and then on Tuesday, Sister, I'll tell you what, Tiffany Holder is celebrating her birthday on Tuesday, so happy birthdays, Uh, a little bird told me that one day Sister Tiffany might even get up and sing a special one day, she says no, 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 You never know what the Lord can do, Sister Tiffany. He can change hearts, and change minds, and anoint vocal cords. And we'll just see what the Lord has in store. Amen. Let's sing this in the kids' My Jesus,
2: my
4: Savior.
2: Sing that with all your heart this morning.
0: you're so thankful for that, that he was there all the time, waiting patiently, just waiting, waiting. I thank you, Lord, for having patience with us this morning. If he didn't, where would we be today? Without God's grace and mercy to each one of us, let's stand together, if you will, as we invite our pastor to come this morning to deliver what the Lord has labeled his heart for us again today. Just looking forward to what he has in. Sister Brenda acted like she had an excuse. She said, I'm going to see my daddy.
2: So she did. She had an excuse this morning.
0: We appreciate her. And Sing this with me.
2: The more
5: Father's Day to all of you, it's good to be in the house of the Lord, to worship Jesus Christ in spirit and in truth. What an honor it is to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not sure how many was here this morning uh, on the message, Go Wake Jesus in 1963. Uh, Brother Brand made a statement that was very striking. It stirred me up. He talked about, doctor told him that if a patient coming to him The news that he give them depending on their attitudes will actually cause them to live or die he tells them they have malignant cancer and they have all outburst all upset they'll die but if they actually go into that well you know what God is in control of all of this 90% of the time they'll live isn't that amazing that's amazing our mentality the mentality of our minds how we perceive things and accept things we want to accept Jesus Christ this morning. Hallelujah. The bread will come. This is a tithe, the first fruit you give to the Lord. He will bless you for doing this. Uh, let's sing another song, brother, if you don't mind.
2: Jesus, we just want to thank Just want to thank you, Jesus. We just want to thank you. Thank you for being. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for.
5: To carry will you come? So happy to know that our Lord Jesus Christ is alive and well. Uh, Brother Jonathan just reminded me tomorrow's registration for the Bethel camp. So those that we plan to go, if you'll go ahead and get registered, or is it starting tomorrow? Your registration starts tomorrow. Okay. All right. Praise the Lord. Well, I heard the um, dads had a good little breakfast this morning. It was smelling so good. I walked through the church and I got hungry. I thought of David when he went into the house of the Lord and ate the showbread. Uh, Praise the Lord. Happy, happy Father's Day to you. We certainly love you uh, this morning. Uh, We like to dedicate this morning precious little civil May moat, born on June 9th, weighed 5 pounds, 11 ounces, 19 inches long. The scripture says, and they brought young children to him. That he should touch them and his disciples rebuke those that brought them. When Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, ye shall not enter therein. The jest behind this is children hold no malice, children will fight. They'll hit each other, and they'll forgive each other. Two minutes later, they're playing. They're hugging their buddies. We need to be like little children, don't we? And he took them up in his arms. He put his hands upon them and blessed them. The Lord bless you. You may be seated just for a moment. i no. Congratulations to both of you. God bless you. Let us all pray this morning. Our Heavenly Father, I hold in my hands little Sybil May. Lord, as you have blessed Noah and Naomi this morning with this precious little bundle of joy, I ask, dear God, that your sweet Holy Spirit will rest upon our life. As our name, Sybil means, a prophet, is an oracle of God, may a spring, a beautiful time, the burst of new life. Lord, I ask that your blessings will be upon our life. May your sweet Holy Spirit continue to surround Noah and Naomi and bless them, Lord, as they walk through life with this precious gift of life that you've given to them. I pray, God, that you'll give them the wisdom and the, the admonition and the strength to raise the civil May in the fear of God. That your hands of grace will be upon them, Lord. Keep this sickness away from her cradle. And may you keep her in health and strength. May she grow, Lord. Should there be a tomorrow To be exactly exactly what her name is a child of god a prophetess an oracle of god one that will have dreams and visions lord as her great grandmother did i pray father your blessings upon her as you have given life we just now want to give sybil may moat back to you and dedicate her in the name of the lord jesus christ Amen and amen. Let's sing a little bit more of that. Uh, and I tell you what, I have been so Twitterpated over this little thing. Look, I died a little angel.
3: Mm-mm-mm.
5: God bless you, darling. Congratulations to you. love Thank you me. so much. God bless you. God bless you. Congratulations. Congratulations, congratulations. Please, let's all stand, please. Sing this with me. If you know it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Yeah. Slip so your hands up to Jesus just for a moment hallelujah thank you for your love to us Lord done to deserve love like this, the tender, loving hands of God who reaches down into our life. Thank you so much, Sister Carrie. I appreciate that. You, 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 you got me all tore up this morning. <laughs> I feel like I was in a wedding there again for a moment. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, but you deserve the Lord Jesus. Then mention Sister Debbie Miller. God bless you, Sister Debbie. We had such a nice visit with her last night. And, you know, it's sad, you know, you don't really get to know everybody on a personal level, and it's only usually when someone is sick or funeral or whatever and someone somebody to talk to. I had a nice little visit with her. Sister Debbie has such a powerful testimony, and uh, thank you so much, my dear sister, for sharing those nice uh, testimonies you shared with Deanna and I. But we're praying with you, believing for you, and trusting the Lord. All will go well. Tomorrow, by by the grace of God. Yeah. Just remember, sister, in prayer, she goes in for surgery. Appreciate our musicians. Thank the Lord. Worship the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Well, you know, I went down. I greeted the um, brothers this morning and uh, wished them a happy Father's Day. And they were really enjoying the meal. I can tell. And um, you know, there's just there's so many things that is that is said about mothers and Mother's Day is such a big day, and uh, on the way to church this morning, Sister Deanna was telling me about certain reels that they were playing in comparison to Mother's Day. Millions of dollars are being spent. And uh, on uh, Father's Day, they showed the advertisements of two polo on sale for Daddy. It's kind of unfair, isn't it? I mean, you know, us guys, we work so hard, and there's just so much, you know, that's, that, that that we do, and and, and everything is just put on, on uh, everything is just center. And mamas, I, I hope you don't get mad at me this morning, but I, I just kind of want to, I told the brothers when I, pray, when I greeted them this morning, I got your back this morning. Right. Amen. So I'm going to do something a little different today because, you know, there's so many things said about mothers and we appreciate mothers. We are not going to take away from their prominence. But we just want to shed some light upon our fathers just for a moment, if that's all right with you this morning, uh, because I believe it's, it's important. Dads are just as important uh, uh, as, as, our, as our mothers, and, and there's so much, the world focuses so much on, uh, on the mothers and such. Our father's Day is a big commercial day for the world itself. Home Depot and Lowe's sales go skyrocket, because you know, the guys, we like our tools, you know, but but I tell you, it's more than that. It's more than that. As the world commercializes, I want to take some time to focus in on our dads today because I believe it's vitally important. And if you even listen on, uh, if you if you listen to any podcast or anything, uh, you, there, there's hardly anything ever preached on fathers. There's a uh, matter of fact, as I, I did the search this week and I was looking into even our message, Brett Brown actually never preached a Father's Day's message. There, there's like 14 different Mother's Day message. And I, I was keying in the scripture, uh, Father's Day, to see if what, what all, you know, I like to draw inspiration from what he says. Uh, and um, all I saw was there's a commercial, you know, Father's Day is a commercialism, and Father's Day and Mother's Day are commercialism. But there was actually nothing said about fathers. That makes me feel bad. But dads are important. But everything else was said about mothers are the the bedrock of the family. They are the backbone of the family. So I love our prophet and I love our message. But I went to praying really seriously this week and said, Lord, I got to give these brothers some flowers. Somehow you're going to have to anoint me to find something in the Bible somewhere to say some good things about our men. Is that all right, sisters? Is that all right? You love your men, don't you? Alright, praise the Lord. So, I'm going to take you into a scripture and that's going to seem really far out. You probably wonder, where am I going with this? But you, you'll, you'll get a blessing out of it. In the book of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18. And no, it's not Christmas. But it's their Christmas today. Okay. First, uh, Matthew, the first chapter of Matthew. Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when, as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then her husband, being a just man, wow, that's the kind of man I want to be, don't you? Her husband being a just man. I believe we've got some just men in this, in this church. I believe we've got some Josephs amongst us that needs to be recognized, don't we? Being a just man, not willing to make her a public example, was mindful to put her away privately. What a gentleman. And while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife But that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. You understand this passage of scripture right here is setting up for a family, a baby, a mother, a father. It, it, it It is in play. It's bringing together what a family is, the perfect family. and call this name jesus in the book of uh, ephesians quickly ephesians six and verses four paul is speaking now to the ephesians church he said he fathers Provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of God. Isn't that beautiful? But bring them up in the nurture and admonition of God. You realize you realize the responsibility that is upon the shoulder of a father. That word nurture carries from the time they took their first breath until you walk them down the aisle. And uh, you marry them. And then even after that, they, they will always be, they will always be yours. They will always be your responsibility. And this is what Paul is saying, to nurture and in the admonition of God. They are your spiritual leader. They're your physical supporter. They are their Fathers are there for their children. I want to speak to you this morning on this thought The attributes of a godly father. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, we deem it a great privilege to be in the house of the Lord. And we thank you, Father, for your amazing grace and for your presence here today. We ask, Lord, as I embark upon this scripture today, just in my spirit this week, searching and trying to find some words of encouragement for our Father. Even in my study, Lord, as I look back in the catalog of my sermons and, and just one, maybe one or two sermons have been preached on fathers and just really feeling that in my heart to, to, to just uh, to encourage and to give words of affirmation to the men of our congregations. I pray, Lord, that you'll bless us now as we embark on the word in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the church says, amen, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. As I said, usually the pattern in most of our churches is to exalt or praise motherhood on Mother's Day and to beat up or criticize fathers on Father's Day. Is that right? Beside this message that you're going to hear this morning, I challenge you to come and show me a message or tell me of a message where fathers have been recognized, been honored, been saluted been given uh the honor that they uh that is due to them as men that live in a world where so many things are coming against their lives they're having to battle a world full of uh, uh many many temptations and yet be strong and be men who will be the leader of their homes come to church lift their hands and serve god and most of the time as i said you know on Father's Day, we have sermons, and when we do, it's always a message that we, we uh, you know, we sort of kind of highlight all the weak places of a father, and then we wonder the next Sunday where we, why we have a malfunction. Nobody's in church. All the men are missing. But today, I want, I want to encourage you. It never cease to amaze me uh, whenever there is a malfunction or some sort in the church, People look for ways to remind men of all their shortcomings. But I'm going to get right into the scripture now. I want to speak to you about a man, a father who is very, very often overlooked. He is often overlooked by, by the prominence given to his wife. And I'm speaking this morning about the scripture I just read I'm talking about Joseph, a husband of Mary, the adopted father of Jesus, even as God chose Mary to be one who would give birth uh, of the Son of God. So uh, in his mighty providence, as we're looking to the passage today, he has chosen Joseph to be a father of Jesus and to raise him into manhood. Now, we we never really think about the responsibility that went with bringing Jesus up from the time that he was born to the place where he began to grow in wisdom and knowledge and understanding to be a man. Someone had to father our Lord Jesus Christ. Otherwise, we would not have a Savior today. Someone had to be a mentor to him, be a guide to him, be a nurturer to him, be a provider to be a guide, a spiritual guide to our Lord Jesus Christ. And I think of how powerful this is. As the Holy Spirit took me into this scripture, as I prayed this week and I looked at this Father who is so often just overlooked every time we think, Brother Jonathan, of the birth of Jesus Christ, automatically we think of Mary. We think of the angel. We think of the visitation. But somewhere tucked in the corner is this wonderful father who is Joseph. A man that was unselfish. A man that was kind. A man that was generous. A man that actually was going to take a child that wasn't his and raise him in a place to where God's power will overshadow him to be the Savior of all of us. When do you think of the power of that thought, I sing praise God. I'm so thankful that we have a a role model before us. We have a father who has set an example for all of us fathers who are here. Fathers who may have been overlooked through a time and in the process of our age. Understand that Mary and Joseph were chosen together to be parents. It was not a single parent situation that was going on here with Mary. It was Joseph and Mary. Yeah, Mary was not a single parent that was trying to raise this child on her own. Understand that God had chosen Joseph to be uh, the, the, the stepfather of, of his son, Jesus Christ. God searched the Earth and He found a young girl, teenager, engaged to be married, of whom the Bible says she found favor with God, and she was a choice young lady, God-fearing young lady. But note, God also was looking for a father. Hallelujah. He was looking for a father. Not only did he choose Mary, but he was looking for a father. He could have been anybody that uh, could have took this child, but God searched the earth. And he found a man, a devout man, a man that, that served God. Yes, he was a good bit older than Mary was. Joseph was in his 30s as Mary was barely, a 14, 15-year-old teenager. But understand, this was the very man that God made a choice of to be the father over this son that was reborn. We understand fathers not only needed for a physical act of conceiving a child, they're also needed for spiritual act of raising a child. And we understand the child Jesus was conceived in the womb of Mary by the Holy Ghost. A miracle took place. So technically, there was no need for a man to be involved in the conception. But a man was still needed to fill the role of father in Jesus' childhood. Yes, he was not needed in that act of bringing forth a child. He did not father Jesus in that way, but God, by his master plan, knew that he would need someone to be a nurturer of this child. Aren't you thankful for godly fathers this morning? Aren't you glad that you have some daddies that go to work and work hard and do everything that they can for their families? That fight through the pressure of Laosia and the sin of this world and just to make a living for you today that you can come in the house of God and enjoy where you're at. The way you look, the car you drive, the house you have—you are the pride and the joy of your husband. You children, you wives—you are the very forefront of that husband because that's his calling—is to care for his family. You can shout him and you can clap. It's all right. And I know I don't have a lot of quotes to back this sermon up, but I got a lot of scriptures. And I want to tell you something what the Bible says about some godly fathers here today. Yeah, they may not be perfect, but they're forgiving. They may have made mistakes, but they know how to repent. They know how to still pull themselves up by the bootstrap and still go to church and cry out to God, Lord, I've sinned, but forgive me of my shortcomings. Having said that, let me say a word. The single parents here today, Uh, please don't despair that your child are beyond hope because their father is gone or their mother is gone. That is not the case. That is not the case. We have a case here with a single mother who didn't have a father, but God provided one. And if you are a single parent here today, I don't want you to be despair that perhaps you don't have the support. You've got our support. Because God is so gracious. He says in Psalms 27 and 10, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Hallelujah. You've got a father, you've got a mother. Uh, Jesus said when they came and called him and said, Thy mother and thy father call it for thee. He said, Who is my mother and my father? And he stretched his arms out and he says, uh, In this life, this is my mother and this is my father and this is my brethren. You believe it? So I don't want you to feel alone. Hallelujah. Sister Wonder, you're not alone. You've done an excellent job raising your children. There may, there may be others here who have had to take the lead role. God bless you today. You believe it. So Joseph was, uh, was chosen. The Bible tells us, And as just as God looked for a godly young woman to bring forth the child, so he looked for a godly man to be the father. Hallelujah. What starts the family is a godly father. Hallelujah. Yeah. He's full of faults; He's full of flaws. But yet inside of him, he has a desire to want to see his children serve God. Want to see his family grow in God. You believe it now? And what an inspiring model for fatherhood Joseph was. Yes. Let's look together. At a few, uh, for a few minutes of some things the Bible tells us about this man, Joseph. If you go back in your scripture now. Uh, in the book of Matthew 2 and 13. Let me just give a few little backdrops about this man, uh, Joseph. Because, as I said, most of the time we find all the bad things in the Bible about all the men. Where they sin? where they committed adultery, where they lied, where they stole, where they did all of this. But I found a man this morning, praise God. Hallelujah. I want to shout because I found a man. And I found some men in my church that will match this that I'm preaching about this morning. Look at Matthew 2, 2 and 13. When they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph in a dream, praise God saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt and be uh, thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. Oh, I feel like just stopping right here and preach right on the scripture. Look at the character. Look at the attribute of this man. Look at the obedience of this man. Under the pressure and squeeze of the age from Herod, the economics, the power and principalities of the heir. But yet this man stood the pressure the guard of this family. How beautiful it is. Don't you know all of them devils were hanging around every limb uh, that they could find to try to destroy this little baby Jesus? They knew there was something supernatural about him. Just as you, Father, know there's something special about that son, about that daughter. And you're doing everything you can. Sometimes you have to roll in the ground with them. Sometimes you have to act silly and do things you don't want to do. But you love that child. Hallelujah. Am I talking to you this morning? Praise God. When Wes was a little boy, man, he made me do things sometimes I didn't feel like doing. (laughs) But I did it because I loved him. I loved him. I loved him so much. I wanted to do what I can, get down to his level. I would get on the ground, and we would, we would just wrestle. We would do things. i we, oh, we just I just love to just be with him. You know, it, it left me in some uh, body pain after, but, you know, uh, you do what you have to do. Here was Joseph. This man had every uh, supernatural devil against his mind and his family. But yet resolute in the spirit, I will protect my heritage. I will defend this child. Hallelujah. Do we have some doubts this morning? We will defend our children. Verses 19 and 21. Let's look a little further now. And when Herod was dead, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead with sought, which sought the young child's life. And he arose and took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. What do we know about Joseph from the Bible? See, Joseph was a loving man. Joseph was a loving man. The scripture. Draw the picture of us of a wonderfully caring affectionate man. And we can see this firstly in his relationship uh, toward Mary. Joseph, Joseph finds out that Mary is pregnant and, and how does he make, a, how, how, imagine how that make a man feel. Can you imagine? He's courting this girl and, and suddenly he finds out that she's pregnant. Right. But I want you to understand the, the uh, characteristics and attributes of this godly man and father that we're looking at here. Did it make him feel angry? Did it make him feel betrayed? The penalty for adultery, the Bible will tell us in the Old Testament was death by stonings. And in this penalty, this, this penalty applies to infidelity or, or during betrothal as well as marriage. And we understand now by the New Testament, time things has changed somewhat. But the matter was still uh, treated as uh, a grave offense. Imagine that, that, that they, there was no honor to such thing. But here, here's a man, I'm talking about men in the church, a man that was a role model to all of us men. Upon discovering that Mary was pregnant, Joseph uh, would have been uh, obligated to divorce her according to the law. Divorce was required to break off, uh, betrothal, engagement. And, uh, and, and this would uh, expose uh, Mary to public shame and humility. But even there before God spoke to Joseph, uh, Joseph wasn't uh, operating from vengeance or bitterness of heart. Hallelujah. I want to say, thank God, we've got some husbands here. Many times they have to overlook things, but they will not hold and harbor bitterness and revenge. They will go and do what it takes to bring a family back together. What a wonderful thought. And the Bible says, as we look at it now, he was mindful to put her away secretly. Praise God. What what a wonderful father. He was not about to expose his wife to any shame. It didn't matter what she what she did or what happened in our life. Uh, he realized that, that that this is the woman that he would marry and, and, and marriages for better or worse. Wow. Or whether it got worse or it got better, That I will shield, I will defend, and I will sin beside my woman. There were ways in which a divorce could be enacted very quietly without involvement, involvement of a judge. And uh, according to the laws of the Jews, Joseph would, was already considering the best way for, for this. Joseph was kind. He loved Mary. Praise God. He loved Mary just like your husbands love you. And I know there are different degrees of affection and ways that we express ourselves towards our spouse. And we are not in any way to ever compare the way we express our affection. Because each one expresses his affection in various ways. Some are very affectionate. Some are more verbal. Other, as you know, the couples here, the five love love languages. Some are by buying you things and giving uh, gifts, acts of gifts, and all the various languages that you speak with your spouse. But nonetheless, uh, when the day is over, you know that you love uh, that woman. Joseph was kind, he loved Mary. It's based on a real commitment and husband. Husbands, this morning, I want to say, the Bible tells us today that we must love our wives with all that we have. And we do. And we do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Some love affair are teasing love affair. Some people express their love to their wife in a teasing way. It depends on the setting of your interaction where you met nine times out of ten. You'll go back to that same principle through the courtship and then through the marriage. You know, somebody might be looking and saying, you know, I don't know why he don't love his wife. Or I don't know why his wife loves him. But if you study that couple carefully, you will understand that they have a a chemistry that no one else uh, understands. Is that correct? Hallelujah! Some they argue, and that's 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 how that's how they express their love towards each other. When I have a couple coming to my office and they're constantly arguing with each other, and some get frustrated, and normally I go back into their life and I begin to ask them certain questions about where did you meet, how did you meet. What was your first conversation? And I can drill into that by discernment that this is, they love this. They enjoy, don't get in a couple's fights. You're going to get a black eye. Don't get in the middle trying to be a referee. You might be the one that count from one or three. Over. Leave them alone because they love it. They enjoy a good fight because they know what's coming after that. Are you following me now? I know I got your numbers right now. Joseph was a loving man towards Mary. The most important thing a father can do for his children is to love their mother. Said David O. McCain. The best thing you can do is to love the mother and the mother of the father. Creating a warmth, caring, supportive. Encouraging environment is probably the most important thing you can do for your family, says uh, Stephen Cove. Yes. It's the truth. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. And uh, statistics has proven that uh, 60% of the time uh, in the rearing of children that the father is missing an action. Yes. Yes. Not because that he wants to. But somebody has to work. Somebody has to work and be the breadwinner. Joseph was a loving man in his relationship. Bible will tell us when the child came along, the child that he had not conceived. There was no attitude in Joseph that the boy is not my flesh and blood. There was no resentment of indifference towards him. No lack of love and all. The Bible will tell us that Joseph gladly embraced and adopted Jesus as his own son. Praise God. Friends, you talk about the ability and power of a father to do such things. A father is a very special man. And maybe some of you have been in situations, I know of whom, not of whom I speak, but you think of the power of a father that will love a mother who maybe had a child, but still love and embrace that child as own. it takes a real divine love to carry that out. He protected him from the hatred of Herod. He nurtured him and cared for him. He thought Jesus is on trade of carpentry. He adopted the one and the rest of the world would reject. Think about that. He adopted the one that the Jews would reject. I say that's the power of a real godly father. That when you're rejected and you're cast out and talked about and put out of the circle. A father has the ability to draw you right back in to that place. Joseph paid a price to be a father of Jesus. Joseph was a devout man. He was a man who obeyed God. He explicitly followed the Lord's uh, leading and direction. You see, he didn't follow his own uh, marked-out plan for life. Uh, he wanted God's plan uh, for his life. He did not say, "I'm going to take this child now, and now that you know, I uh, take what a lot of shame of my wife. I'll just take this child and form my own plan." No, absolutely not. He said, I'm going to follow God's plan for this child's life. Praise God. Fathers, let me talk to you. I thank God for you who are here today, who have chosen this morning to come and hear this message. It lets me know that you want God's plan for your children's life and not your own plan. Otherwise Otherwise, this morning, you will be somewhere else. Probably in a little league somewhere, as you go down the road, you see them in a little league playing uh, you know, softball or or some other, some kind of sports on Sunday morning when you ought to be in the house of God. But I commend you that you're here today because you're a real child of God and you care care, care about and concern for your family. So when God spoke to him in a dream and told him to marry Mary, even though she was pregnant, the Bible says he did what? He obeyed. Praise God! And then, when God spoke and said, "Take Mary and Jesus and flee to Egypt for safety," he immediately obeyed. He he he, he closed up everything, shop literally closed up the carpentry shop, and he left for Egypt. I thank God for men like that on a Wednesday nights. When they're pressured and they're going, there's a lot going on. And they could choose to stay on the job. When it comes church time, they lock up shop and say, you know what? I'm going to obey God. And I'm coming in the house of God. And I'm coming to set an example for my family. And I'm going to live the life that God requires for my family. And then when God said, it's okay now. Head back to Israel again. He did that as he was directed. He was a man of obedience. He didn't ask any question. He took the child over into Egypt. Then finally, when the king died, some years later, God come back, come back to him and said, "Okay, Joseph, now it's time to take the child back to Israel." Praise God! Aren't you glad that we've got some obedient fathers? We're not perfect, just forgiven. I haven't yet arrived, but we're on our way. I want to say happy Father's Day to you. I salute you. I honor you. I thank God for you and the pressure that is in this age for you to be the man of your home. God bless you, is my prayer. Another thing, he was a man of faith. It takes faith to pack up bags and head off to a foreign country with no prospects and no planning. Simply on the basis that God said so. He had faith and obeyed the dream the Bible would tell us. And he would have made excuses if he wanted to, to stay where the prospects looked good. But no, he was a man of faith. He said, I don't care what happened. Don't none go with me. Yet see what I follow. It doesn't matter what everybody else is saying. I'm going to do what God said. Even though I can't see the way. I can't feel it. I can't see it. I have faith in God that he's able to guide me. Think of the power that this man had. And the obedience that he had. And the faith that he had. She he didn't have any relative in Egypt. There was nothing there for him in Egypt. As a matter of fact, God had told the Israelites that Egypt was a place of curse. God had delivered them out of Egypt. Now God tells this man to go back into Egypt so that the scripture might be fulfilled of the Son of God being born out of Egypt. And yet Joseph now following the leadership of God. I say to you brothers, many times you may not understand why God said this and why God says that. And why God gives you certain directives. But if you will continue doing what you're doing, you'll reap the benefit in your offsprings. You believe it? Fathers there this morning, your faith will speak to your children. Praise them in an environment and bring them up in an environment of praise and acceptance. Yes, you chastise when you need to, but when there's times that you need the praise, then you give them praise. And then you raise them in an environment of faith towards God. Yes, you do. You bring them up in that admonition. As we read now in, uh, in Ephesians uh, uh, 4 and 6, it talks about fathers bringing them in nurture and admonition of God. Raise them in an environment of faith towards God. There was a farmer who had toiled over a bumper crop of grain. A badly needed crop of grain, a badly needed crop that was going to pay off many creditors and secure the family for another year. But just a few days before it was due to be a harvest, a freak wind and hailstorm uh, ravished the property and the harvest was lost. The man stood with his little boy looking over the field of destroyed grain. The boy, the boy expected... To hear his father cursing in despair. But instead his dad began to softly sing. Rock of ages. cliff for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Years later that boy grew into manhood and said. That was the greatest sermon I ever heard. His father showed in "Fate, Where nothing else could have ever taken his place. Hallelujah. Friends, let me say it is continue being that when you're under pressure. And I know you are. You men are under pressure. You're, whether you own your own business or you're working for another company, you're under pressure. And Satan has located you because he knows there's something different about you. And Satan will send every storm he can to try to destroy. But I want to tell you keep your heads up. Amen, and keep plugging like you're doing because God has got a plan for your life. Joseph was leaning on God. He was a man of faith. And one more thing. He was a man that was faithful in spiritual duty. He set an example for his family going to the temple, attending the feast. We read this in Luke 2 and 41. And now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. What a wonderful father. Like you fathers here. What a wonderful father. He took him, he took him to church. Amen. How did Jesus know about church? G- G- uh, his father, Joseph, took him to church. Come on, church. Hallelujah. In this message, we don't think we need to go to church. We think we've surpassed going to church because we're the bride. But I'm so glad that Jesus went to church. He was regular in going to God's house. Look at Luke 4 and 16. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as the custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. Hallelujah. Yes, he was going to the temple. Attending the feast. He was living a life before Joseph. What a godly father. What a wonderful father. And you fathers today want to thank God for you. Uh, there's times, yes, maybe you come short or you made mistakes, but there's always room for you to repent and say, God, I want to be a better man. I want to be a better father. I know, God, that maybe I fail, but Lord, the pastor's preaching on me this morning, and I, he's honoring me, and he's giving me compliments. But I want to better myself. I want to be like Joseph and The Bible, Joseph was a man, a wise man. Joseph was wise because he lived as one who redeemed the the time. Think about this this morning. By all accounts, it seems that Joseph uh, had a shortened life, and we don't read uh, of him after Jesus' uh, uh, childhood. And at the cross Jesus charged John with the care of his mother, so it seems that Joseph uh, was taken from from from, from them uh, uh, prematurely. But Joseph had uh, used what time he had been given honorably and wisely to nurture this little family. And I I thank God for men today like Joseph who are wise men who may not have all the answer to life, but they're praying every day, God, give me wisdom for my family. Give me wisdom. Make me an honorable man. Make me a man of integrity, a man of valor, and a man of respect. He had provided, the Bible said, for his family. He had set an example for them that they would remember He had raised them and nurtured them in the admonition of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord himself. God. The presence of Almighty God. Knowing that this responsibility was upon his life. And all the pressure and the powers of the world could not take it away from him. Yes, he may not have lived to be uh, many, many years, but he lived an honorable and wise life that even today I can preach on his life because that he was a man of wisdom. Don't you want to be a man of wisdom? Don't you want to be someone that's got wisdom that when people see you sitting in the marketplace, they'll say, that man is a man of wisdom. That man is a man that that, that walks with God. Jesus was not the only child uh, Joseph had. The Bible would tell us he raised other boys for the Lord also. And possibly daughters as well. He had other sons. Two of them at least were greatly used by God. They wrote the books of the Bible. James and Jude. James was the leader of the church in Jerusalem. Think about this. This father had a hand into all of these things. I said fathers are very, very important. Joseph raised his children in the ways of the Lord. He left behind him a legacy after his lifetime. And I believe that God's people today are people who are filled with the divine power and wisdom of God. And can I just give you a little advice this morning? I'm not preaching down what you are at you. Ask God every day for divine wisdom and everyday wisdom in life. Ask God that he will fill you with the wisdom to be able to know how to act in spiritual matters and natural matters. Ask God to inspire and anoint your minds that when you go blank that he will show in your spirits the words and show you what to do. You believe that? I believe that being a Christian father is one of the highest calling any man can ever achieve in his life. However, we have been given a torch to carry and we live in a perilous age where Christian fathers must be concerned about the world that they're sending uh, their children into, where depravity is widely praised and promoted in our society, where moral order has been turned on its head and we fight many times harder than our parents and grandparents to defend the most basic of moral truths. Yes, as fathers who are filled with the wisdom of God and obedience to God. I believe that God did not bring us all this way to just leave us in the world without his guiding hands to see us through. Pardon me. And brothers, when your back's against the wall, look up. I know that God cares for you. but you don't know how to answer and where the answer will come from, He is the answer this morning. He is the Lord of our life. Our increasingly secular society, however, should lead us not to despair, but to greater vigilance of how we raise our family, our children. Our opening scriptures give us a command to shape all our attempts to form our children into those who love the Lord and desire to serve him all their lives. I want you to consider how this brief charge very brief charge shapes Christian parenting into uh, into an uh, 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 into an unchristian world where we, they, they know nothing about us. But what, what Paul was saying here, and I'm, I'm going to bring this up close here. Uh, what Paul was saying here is, uh, I, I want you fathers to know that uh, you are to nurture and to be uh, bring up that child in the admonition of God. And consider how brief uh, the charge was for Christian parents uh, in an unchristian world. But yet God is saying fathers are the divinely appointed leaders of the household. Can you say amen? amen. And wish not to downplay the, the, the uh, vital role of motherhood in the household. But fathers are given the chief responsibility for the nurture and the admonition of the children. And Paul calls father, fathers to race and to rise up to the challenge For the sake of their children's spiritual well-being today. I want to leave you with these words as fathers. I want to charge you. I've given you you, uh, words of affirmation, but I want to leave you with a charge uh, this morning to tell you that God knows that you love him and you want your family to be in the house of God. No greater joy a man would know, as John would say, than to know that his children are serving the Lord. No greater joy. You could not give me no money in the world. Amen. And goodbye. My children's salvation. There's nothing in this world. Will ever take the place. Of God's divine power. And love for his children. You believe it. So Paul used two key words. In our text. Nurture and admonition. To nurture is to teach and show our children. Positively what the Lord requires of them. To admonish. Uh, admonish rather is to warn them of the spiritual peril that will necessarily result if they turn away from the Lord in unbelief and disobedience oh I just love the see fathers like we have in this church you brothers listen I'm not trying to butter you up amen I'm telling you the truth I thank God for the men we have in this church that love their children so much Amen. They're willing to heed instruction from this pulpit. And I know I'm not an easy preacher. I know sometimes I get right around where you're at you, on these teaching series I'm doing. But I see Father service after service keep coming back. Tell us the truth, Pastor. Tell us how to raise our family. Instruct us in the ways of God. God bless you. I salute you this morning. Hallelujah. Yes. Fathers are to lead the way by their conduct. Our children, young and grown, are watching us. The story is told of a father of five children who came home with a toy. He summons his children to ask which of them should be given the present. Who is the most obedient one here? Who never talks back to mom and does everything that mom says to do. He inquired. There was a moment of silence for a few seconds. Then all of the children said in one accord, you play with it, daddy. (laughs) Children are watching us. They are. They watch the way that we communicate with their mommy and how we do. They they are watching us. Their eyes are upon us. A godly father is an unseen spiritual submarine who lurks below the surface of every activity of his child's life. They'll never know it. But they're like a, a submarine. Somehow they, Brother James, daddy knows Somehow. Amen, that submarine is just lurking right under your feet. And you don't know it. That's a real daddy. Amen, they wouldn't bawl you out. They wouldn't point their fingers at you. They wouldn't say yay or nay to you. But they're like that spiritual submarine that's lurking right under. Watch out. They might be watching you right now. That's right. He puts on the full armor of God. And with an armor goes to warfare on his knees for his children. And even though he cannot be with his children at 24 hours in the day through his prayers. He has the ability to affect situations even when he's not physically present. Hallelujah. Amen. You didn't know you, didn't know you have a submarine over here, did you, Brother James? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You don't know. But parents, somehow they're praying. Hallelujah. They're just no things. How did you know that? It never ceased to amaze me how my dad knew things. And it never ceased to amaze me how he can discern things. And who told him, I don't know. It had to be God. Is that right? Yes. You see, you may be undetected, but that does not mean that you are ineffective. Hallelujah your prayers are powerful before almighty God the attributes of a godly father seeks a, a loving relationship with his children uh, that is followed by forgiveness i read the story it came in really handy i Put these little stories in little files as I read them. I love to read. You know, my wife got a little reading chair. I'm always reading over there. Every time I come across a story, I put it in a little file. Someday it will come in handy for a sermon. This is called the search for Pasco. There's a Spanish story of a father and son who had become uh, in, 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 in strange. And the son ran away, and the father set off to find him. He searched for months to no avail. Finally, in a last desperate effort to find him, the father put an ad in the Merid newspaper. The ad reads, Dear Pasco, meet me in front of this newspaper office at noon on Saturday. All is forgiven. I love you, your father. On Saturday, 800 Pascos showed up looking for forgiveness and love from their fathers. God help us. All our sons are looking to us for us. Son, I love you and I forgive you. You've reached the age where I can't tell you how to dress, who to marry, what to do. But all I can tell you is I love you and I forgive you, son. Hallelujah. I believe there's some Pascos that wants to come home. Don't you believe that? A few words from the wise to the fathers as our musicians, please come. My father didn't tell me how to life. He lived and let me watch him do it. Clarence Buddington. You don't raise heroes. You raise sons. And if you treat them like sons, they'll turn out to be heroes. Even if it's just in your own eyes. Walter Sheesmere. My father always told me, find a job you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life. Jim Fox. It is a wise father that knows his own son, Shakespeare. Of all nature's gifts to the human race, what is sweeter to a man than his children? And in closing, on the lighter side, after the church service, a little boy told the pastor, when I grow up, I'm going to give you some money. Well, thank you, said the pastor. But why? Because my daddy says, you're one of the poorest preachers he has ever heard. And I trust in closing this morning that you don't view me that way. Amen. But I love you with the love of God. Happy Father's Day. Let us all stand. (laughs) Hallelujah. Isn't God good to us? You love him. God bless you, dear brothers. We appreciate you so much. And to put the icing on the cake, so to speak, Sister Audrey has provided you with fresh home-baked cookies as you go out this morning. Make sure you grab (laughs) your batch of it. Amen. To compliment you. We don't want to give you flowers. We're going to give you cookies. Amen. Cookies and milk. How many love cookies? Brother Everett, you like cookies, don't you? You like cookies? Yes, I know you love cookies. Amen. God bless you. We love each and every one of you. We appreciate you today. Let's sing one little song. I know you've got reservations to take your daddy out, and I want to give you that time today. I trust a little cut-up message this morning. Somehow, I told my wife, I said, I, I, I prayed. Brother Jonathan, I prayed, and I cried, and I said, Lord, of all the years I've been preaching at 12 years of age, start pastoring over 30 years, co-pastor for several years, and I only preached one Father's Day message. And it, it, it was a scorching message. How many remembers about the Father's Bear in New York? Oh, yeah, it was scorching. All them brothers leaping out of here. And then the next Sunday, I wonder why they weren't at church. Why we had a male function. Nobody showed up. But praise God. I hope this morning, amen, you were blessed by the message. I wanted to find something in the word of God that will commend you today. God bless you for your unselfish ways and your giving and your doing. And praise the Lord. Praise God, Brother Matt. Isn't it wonderful when you work at the end of the day, you can come up to a sweet wife that makes you some nice casserole and all that good stuff you're always showing me. Isn't that good? Amen. I love it. Me and Brother Matt, we like to share pictures, you know. Amen. We, we like to eat. Amen. If you don't like to eat, then something's wrong with you. We all like to eat. eat. That's why we work out, so we can eat and enjoy life. The Lord bless you real good. One little song before we go, and then we'll let you go. I'm going to be preaching Wednesday night, the Lord willing, on the cure for conflict. You'll be blessed. Don't, don't, don't be worried. You'll be blessed. The cure for conflict
2: on the family. Let's sing one song, please. How worldly I'm nothing, I'm not much to behold, unlikely the pain. For his word to unfold, but if I just yield my vessel and let him have his way from glory
5: notice some are visiting with their daddy today, and that's very honorable. God bless them as they take some time with their dads. We sure appreciate each and every one of you we appreciate the men of this church. You know, we live in an age where there's not very men left, but praise God, we've got some wonderful men in this congregation, men who are, when they, when they, don't, when they come short, they're willing to say, Pastor, pray for me, help me, pray with me. What do you think about this, Pastor? What do you think about that, Pastor? You're you're never a bother to me. I don't have all the answer, but I will tell you this. I do spend a lot of time in prayer before God. And I know He's able to give us answers uh, through visions and through dreams. You know, God still does that in this age. So I pray the Lord will bless you today as you go and remember the service. I'll be back in the series. We talked about the cause of conflict and family will go into the cure Wednesday night by the grace of God and you'll be blessed how many of you are enjoying the Wednesday night service just God bless you I spent a lot of times just trying to find uh, the right material the right thing a lot of meditation and scriptures friend to, fi- to find uh, the message for you I had a brother tell me one time sir so brother Joseph if brother Brandon didn't preach on this scripture I'm not preaching on it I say if it's in the Bible I've got all right to preach on it amen, amen. if the Bible if the Bible says it then I've got a right to preach on it so if Brother Branham don't, I said, well, there's a lot of things that I look into the message. That answer I'm trying to find, I can't find those literal answers. I have to pray and ask God as the pastor because my congregation are looking for answers. If it's in this Bible, then I've got a right to preach it. Is that right, friends? This is where Brother Branham got all of his messages from. This Bible is the absolute. So I told my wife, I ain't making that mistake again next Father's Day. Starting from tomorrow, every time, and every time, I read a lot. You know, I've got tons of books I'm always reading. Every time I come across a little inspiration for fathers, I'm putting it in a file. And the devil is not going to handicap me next year. Amen. I'll give you another good one by God's grace praise the Lord. We love you, appreciate you. Let's bow our heads one more time before we go. Father, we thank you for this wonderful group of lovely men, men, Lord, that loves you, men that wants to serve you, men who are here today to say to their family, I love God. I may not be perfect, but I love God, and I love my family. Bless them, Lord. We salute them and we honor them, Lord. We pray you'll go with the church, the congregation, each family as they go with their their fathers today. Give them a good time together as they reflect on good memories. Bring us back to the appointed time is my prayer in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the church says Amen and Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Service here Wednesday evening 7 p.m. sharp. We look to the Lord to speak to us once again. Shalom to all of you.
2: So please let me walk with you.
3: Never make it